Hello and welcome to The Coaching Podcast, coaching for success in sport and business. Buckle up for this high-octane session. Let them have it, coach. Well, welcome, everyone. My name is Natalie Ashdown from the Open Door Coaching Group, and I'm very excited today. Normally, you would be listening to the amazing Emma Doyle interviewing all of her fabulous guests, but today it's actually my privilege to turn the tables on you, Emma, and I am going to be interviewing you. So welcome to your podcast. (laughs) That was so bizarre and so fabulous. Thank you, Natalie, for that introduction. Well, we should explain to people, Emma, why we are doing this and why we're so excited. I'd like to announce this is your 150th episode. So congratulations. Thank you so much. I, if anyone could hear the the champagne bottle popping, we are we're definitely doing that. It is a huge milestone, and it's one worth celebrating. And so, I couldn't think of anyone else uh, besides Simon Blair. I'm sure we'll mention in a moment uh, that I'd love to to share this interview with. So, thank you. Oh, absolutely. Um, thirty nine thousand, actually thirty nine thousand five hundred downloads to date and by the time this episode come out you will have ticked over 40,000 downloads that's 40,000 times that people want to listen to your inspiration including me I click away I can't say I've clicked 40,000 times but I click away and listening to your inspiration all the time yeah it's it is quite a huge achievement and on you know, on the on the other hand, there's plenty of other podcasts that have got millions of downloads. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's a good lesson in not really thinking about the downloads until you hit a milestone. And then you actually go, all right, well, who actually does listen? And uh, yeah, I'm really proud that we've almost got 50% um, male-female. We've actually got a few more female listeners in the coaching world, which is super cool. Uh, and just looking at the different countries, I mean, Honestly, it's like over 20, 20 different countries of uh, people tapping into the podcast, which just excites me. Oh, absolutely. And rightfully so. Everything that you share with your audiences are relevant to coaching all around the world, not only in the, on the tennis court, but also in businesses, in the workplace um, and at home as well. So maybe I can jump into uh, taking taking that lead and tell us, perhaps you can tell us, um, Emma, what was the original purpose of the coaching podcast when you started out? Yeah, so this is when I will give a shout out uh, straight away to Simon Blair. Uh, I'm so appreciative. We, we obviously met each other at a conference we sat next to each other and literally decided with my background back then. So our first one was in 2016. You know, I had that sports coaching background and he was in um, sales and customer service business coaching background. So we were talking about coaching as you do at the lunch break. And then we were like, this is really interesting to have slightly different perspectives, some similarities. And I wonder what would happen if we actually started a podcast. Podcasting was actually, I mean, it was around, but not, there wasn't a lot of people doing it. And if we could share our different perspectives and our commonalities and laugh and have a lot of fun and and see what would happen. So the original purpose was to coach for success in sport and business. And the purpose of the show today is to coach for success in sport and business. So I love the simplicity of that line 
but that's what it's all about. How can we get better as a coach? How can we improve as a coach? And who knew because of the coaching podcast that you and I would have a book together, What Makes a Great Coach? Had to throw that, had to throw that in. That was another one of our, our celebration milestones. Uh, but the data from the podcast was really a, a catalyst for the book that we created that again, is all about coaching for success in sport and business. So that was the original yeah, purpose and it stayed true today. Yeah, and I love that you stay true to that purpose. And as you say, then you've built um, what makes a great coach. Now, I don't mind saying, Emma, Amazon number one bestseller in eight categories, including tennis coaching, leadership, coaching and mentoring as well. So I do notice about you sometimes that you 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 hold back in actually saying how <laughs> what your amazing achievements are. So I'm delighted to be doing this podcast um, because Thank we you. can really celebrate your successes, which is wonderful. And I'm wondering how has, uh, how has the podcast changed since that very first episode? episode that you did with Simon Blair, one of the original founders. Yeah. Well, in preparing for this interview, of course, I've been going back and listening to a lot of the early episodes. And the one thing that I I think how the podcast has changed has really been around the sound quality. So the very first episode is fantastic sound and all uh, kudos to, to Simon and his partner, Jane, uh, back then. They allowed us to go into the SEN studios. And so our first one was in a professional studio. <laughs> and then, of course, Simon, yeah. I was on the road a lot with my speaking and um, and so on. So he gave me a little, you know, handheld dictaphone and I would just interview people on the spot, which there's many of those interviews that unfortunately I, I can't release because the sound quality was just so bad. And so... We would then go back into the studio and then Simon and I would talk about the different interviews. And so, yeah, so sound now in podcasting is everything. And as you can see, I've got this great microphone in front of me. I know it's audio podcast, but trust me, the microphone is fantastic. Uh, And so that I know is really important to people who listen to podcasts. So that's one one thing that's changed. And, of course, uh, Simon and I also, with his business, got he got really busy and then in 20, it was actually, I wrote it down, it was August 31st, 2018, um, we did uh, one of our, our final episodes, you know, we, we were both super busy and then obviously COVID hit. And so it wasn't until April 6, 2021 that I picked the coaching podcast back up and I haven't missed an episode I was doing weekly then. And now it's consistently uh, fortnightly or, or every two weeks that I, I release an episode. So there's something around consistency that now is really important. So sound and consistency are two things that have changed. Uh, and I'm really, it's important to me that our listeners know they could expect at 6am at Mountain Standard Time here in the USA or every Tuesday or every second Tuesday that they're going to get a fresh new episode. And I've really been Uh, specific on one sports coach. Um, Obviously, we have a lot of tennis coaches because of my network and then one business coach. So just really making sure and staying true to to the depth of opinions and quality of content that we get. So there are two things that come to mind about how things have evolved and changed. And and maybe you can ask me this later, but I've changed as well. So 
I'm so proud of my own evolution. I really, the, all my examples back then was were tennis coaching and sports coaching. And now that I can draw upon those examples and uh, especially thanks to you, Natalie, and all the opportunities you've afforded me through doing my high-performance workplace coaching certification and business coaching and really expanding myself as a coach in the corporate space uh, has a, a, been a way that I've changed as well over over the years with the podcast. Yeah, it's lovely to hear and it's lovely to hear your reflections. And and I'm thinking what really stands out for me, what you said, um, Emma, is about that true to purpose. So you've stayed true to purpose as you've actually evolved um, and you've continued to produce really high quality interviews. So, okay, the sound quality, yes, it was a little bit, a little bit off in the beginning, but, but but nothing to say about the quality of the interviews and the quality of the people that you actually get to talk to. And I think that's a testament to you that people are willing to give up their time because they do give up their time to spend this time with you and share their lessons so that then you can share those with your listeners. So it really is a testament to you in terms of the quality and the purpose that you've stuck to over all of those years. Thank you for saying that. And I also just want to acknowledge the variety of guests. I didn't always choose people that were famous coaches, uh, but Mm. I knew they were doing an exceptional job or I knew somebody who, who said, Hey, you really need to interview this person. And so while, you know, many of my guests aren't big names per se yet, you know, some, some are, of course, uh, I'm really, I'm really proud of the fact that we've got that diversity uh, within our guests and because of the quality of what they had to say is something as simple as seek before you speak, uh, you know, the power of the pause. Coaching is simply a higher level of communicating. Now there are three people that just popped into my head. Those, those quotes just popped into my head from guests that, you know, people might not have heard of, but again, I recommend they go back and, and check those out and have a listen. Yes, I always find it hard when I'm listening to your podcast because I often do it when I'm out exercising, but then those quotes start to come and I need to kind of stop and then I'm trying to actually take a note or write it down somewhere or somewhere somehow note that this is a good quote to come back to. So I I do love the fact that we can listen to your podcast at any time, any place, anywhere, doing anything really. However, I really do recommend um, from my point of view that that we you sit quietly and listen and take some notes because there's so much value that your guests and yourself, Emma, are actually giving. So yeah. you know one of my <laughs> we want to be flexible, things, but yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite things around that is the editing process. Now I'm definitely going to put it out into the universe in 2024, a paying sponsor. I mean, it would be a dream for me just to interview these coaches and and then have a paying sponsor to be able to, to support the editing process. But one thing I always do is when I'm uh, doing the editing, I write down the time, I timestamp and write down the gold nuggets. And I just, I remember them easier, uh, you know, I've already interviewed this person and I've already taken down some notes, but then when I timestamp and have to type out the notes as well, it sticks. And so many times, even uh, with my social media, which I've also upped my game in 2023, I'm so proud of how the consistency of putting out reels and putting out little clips from the interviews and the quotes 
I, every Thursday I'll put a quote from a book or from the podcast and uh, there's so many, yeah, there's so many good ones out there and especially from you, <laughs> Natalie, around empathy. So I recommend everyone listen to that around what does real empathy mean? Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, I think, I think what I'm also hearing from what you're saying, Emma, is you really are a lifelong learner. And so you're learning from the people that you are interviewing as we're learning from you and learning from them as well. And I think it's a very good note for all coaches that we need to be lifelong learners. And if we ever feel like we're not, maybe that is the time to hang up the rackets. So, yeah. yeah. Well, with all those interviews, uh, 150 of them what do you think or was there any that stand out as your favorite interview and could you tell us perhaps why this was a really hard one because I have really (laughs) been I've been going back and listening and and saying which ones that I really love I think one that one of the earlier ones that stands out was with Claude Silver who of course fortunately um put a little blurb on the on the back of our book as well Simon interviewed her. Now, off the back of Simon just reaching out to her on LinkedIn, I then actually went to New York and had breakfast with her because she's actually loves tennis. Now, for those of you who don't know, Claude, she's the first ever chief heart officer of VaynerMedia, Gary Vaynerchuk. And just by spending time with her, because she was on the podcast, opened up this door for her to interact and invite me then into her company. And I I ran a session for her leadership team because of the podcast. And in that interview, she just, she talks about her sliding doors moment and she just, you know, I'll never forget that story that she shared. There's been so many sliding doors moments around where people's lives were heading one way and something bad happened like failure, rejection, the door slammed in their face and then they were able to dramatically turn the other way. And I, I'm always fascinated in why, like why people end up where they are. So that, that interview stands out for me. Um, Bob Van Hare stands out for me because she was one of the first people when I'd ask her a question, she'd ask me a question. I was like, no one ever does that. <laughs> Normally when you're getting <laughs> yes. interviewed, it's very rare that sometimes people flip questions back at you. So I was so intrigued by that, uh, you know, and and her walking her talk, uh, the one with Jack Ropple stands out as well because there's so many gold nuggets in that. And um, Valerie Condos Field, one of the things she's also in, in our book, she talks about when her players come up to her and they say, you know, Coach Val, I've got this. And she's like, yeah, I don't need to give you your cues. I know you've got it. So I just, yeah, this, this was a really hard question to put into a a succinct answer but there's just some that come to mind oh sorry one more I have to mention on the that 31st of August 2018 um Ollie Stevens uh young fantastic Welsh coach who passed away so to have that to have him as our last episode there to sort of finish off that season and to be able to capture the data that he said around what makes a great coach caring and passion and yeah, to have it in his voice is is a legacy uh, that that gives me goosebumps. So there's so many. There's so many. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's, it's really lovely. Thank you for sharing. And I, I think that is part of what podcasting is about, isn't it? It is about capturing the stories and capturing the legacy, capturing the lessons that people have. 
because yes, they may move on from the sport or from business, but we can still learn from them even if they have moved on or, um, you know, as you say, with Ollie passed away. So it's, it's a lovely thing to actually be able to reflect upon and we have that um, data recorded, mm-hmm. yeah, to, to, to mm-hmm. reflect upon for many more years to come. Yeah, absolutely. And we've reflected a lot, uh, Emma, on learning and why podcasts are really important for learning. Well, we think they are anyway. That's the purpose. So you you mentioned at the beginning, you know, you've learned a lot about yourself um, and your coaching. Uh, Perhaps you could tell us what you've learned about yourself and coaching as it relates to being a podcaster, though, because I'm sure there's lots of people that want to know your secrets about how you've been so successful in podcasting. Thank you for asking that. The first one that I want to share that comes to mind is we had a bit of a formula at the start and I would ask those questions of guests and then Simon and I would talk. So since I've been doing the really consistent episodes and and doing all these great interviews, after I keep the structure and I ask those consistent questions, I actually then tune into my intuition and I'm so Mm. present with interviewing the person, I, I often block out my own face with, you know, with some notes around um, the form that they fill out and t- what topics that they love to talk about around coaching. And I'm so present that one thing I've learned is how to be more succinct with my questioning and trust my questioning versus asking like a stacked question <laughs> or I'm just freestyle thinking and then I eventually spit out a question, which which I'm not saying is a bad thing, but I think one thing I've got a lot better at is being able to trust the moment and just being so present and so with the guest in our conversation that I know what to ask next. I don't have a list of 50 questions I'm going to ask them once the structured questions are over. I just have a few notes around their background. So that's one thing that I want to share with everybody around being in the moment and getting yourself present to do an interview. So that would be one. Of course, it is important, Natalie, we talk about idiosyncratic words. Now, um is very common. And I spent a lot of time, I have a little bit of RSI in my in the joint of my index finger from editing out ums. That's just a, a filler subconscious thing that happens. And you never know. I may have already even said it myself in this episode. There's two others that are so common. And as you know, we can only improve once we bring something to our, our awareness. And that is the number of times people say, you know, that's me included. That's oh. probably my, I do that one more than um. I said, well, you know, you know how such and such happens. You know how, well, that's a, it, it is a, an assumption because maybe people don't know. And then the other one that that is so common is people say, for me. So when I'm interviewing them, well, for me, blah, 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 blah. And of course- I'm interviewing them. So it is for them. It is their opinion. So it's one of those things that it's, again, a filler. And I think if there's a lesson in there, it has to be around the power of the pause. And when you give a gold nugget, such as uh, 
you do what you are, not are what you do. And just throw a pause either side of the of a gold nugget like that. That little statement then give people just a little bit of space to let that sink in rather than filling it or saying the same thing over and over again. And I'm guilty of it as well. So this is, I guess, a tip for people being interviewed and for podcast hosts. Uh, and so I'm going to throw in one more as a, as a podcast host as well, because you taught me this in writing the book, transitioning sentences. I I too often go, oh, I love that. Or I go, hmm, I go, you know, fantastic, which is great. But there's so many other things that you could say to link what they've just said into the next question or the next comment. What are your reflections around what I just said then? Well, I I really do pick up on a number of things you say. First of all, the coaching presence. So being I link that to coaching presence. And I link it to the ICF core competencies. So for those people that might be aware, uh, the International Coach Federation has a set of core competencies for coaching, uh, international set of competencies. And coaching presence was and, and being present is something that I had to really work on and really had to learn. And what you're reminding us of is being in the moment, trusting your intuition, not stacking questions. And that is actually something I've had to learn and work on and work on myself. And I've been coaching for nearly 20 years. So I think it's a really great reminder to us that those things that you focus on naturally is something that we do need to focus on as coaches. And to your second point around the ums and the fill words, yes, I'm 100% guilty of that. And I think what's important here is what you're talking about with quality. So we can improve our own quality of communication and we can improve the quality of the communication for our listeners. And isn't that our role as coaches, you know, to have quality communications? So it is in knocking out those bits and pieces and, as you say, using the pause rather than just rambling or you're doing the, you know, the whatevers um, that really is important. So I really appreciate you bringing that to our attention, Emma, because I know that when I go into my next podcast, I'm going to be bringing that to my conscious attention and that's what we need to do to produce those quality outputs. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thank you for your honesty there as well, because many times we we are speakers, we are coaches and we've been doing this a long time, but I do recommend coaches out there, just record yourself coaching and listen and reflect. I get to do it every second week in how I interview people. So uh, it is something that I'm very aware of and I think it has helped me on other podcasts give much better interviews. Oh, I agree with you. I've listened back to a number of my recordings and sometimes it actually hurts my ears. Like I, I think, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's where the editing comes into it. Mm-hmm. I, I do appreciate that. And, you know, it's not all... Uh, great lessons I suppose well they are all great lessons but but you have shared with me over the years that there's been some hard lessons you've learned about podcasting so would you mind sharing some of those with us as well yeah I think the hard lessons around podcasting is for example when we housed all our podcast on Wooshka 
for example, and then when I moved it over to another platform, wow, lost so Mm. much data, uh, had to go back individually into each platform and look at how many people had downloaded things and try and then, you know, get the old school calculator out and try and add up everything. So um, changing platforms was was really, really challenging. Uh, When you finish an interview and you forget to save it and then... Uh, I have I have recorded one interview. It was brilliant uh, with Jules Hay. By the way, shout out! I have I haven't re-recorded it yet. And Aish Ravi, I've I've re-recorded Aish's part, but I forgot to press record. Great interview, and I just forgot to press record. So I I still need to uh, redo that one. And it's the I think it's the time. And sometimes you think, does anyone actually listen? Is this actually worth it? And I think that's something that I'm committed to the podcast. I'm committed to the coaching podcast. I really do. It energizes me to interview others. I learn, as you said, I'm a continuous, lifelong, curious learner. And one of the goals for the podcast is to really put it out there to say, imagine if I could just take off a few of those uh, tasks that I currently do. And I think that that's possible. You put something out in the universe. I'm doing it right here, right now. When this interview will be released, it's, you know, it's, it's almost the first of, um, January, 2024. I just did an, um, by the way, see conscious awareness. And, uh, (laughs) that's next year's goal is to say, all right, there's, there's someone out there that really loves the show that wants to, uh, share their services on the show to, give back. And I'm, I know that that's going to happen. I can feel it in my bones because that, that that's the hard part of podcasting, the getting the sound right, getting the technology right, getting everything to, you know, all of a sudden, I just said, a you know, by the way, as well. See, now it's really, <laughs> it's really there. I just said, and I'm going to leave that in. I'm not going to edit that bit out. Uh, but the other day I didn't know all of a sudden our next door neighbor was going to dig up their garage and the concrete are, came and that was it. I had three podcast recordings scheduled for that day. I'm trying to get ahead of things before I go back to Australia and had to cancel all of those. So they're the little things that go on behind the scenes that no one ever sees uh, that is really hard. Yes, I think it's great to appreciate the work and the effort that you put in. So we get to listen to the final recording, be it 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, high quality, high value, extraordinary lessons that we get from learning from you and from the guests that you have, Emma, and we don't appreciate. So I'm glad that you have brought that up. We don't appreciate that there's a lot of effort, even in the location or the space or making sure that you are coaching present because you've had a big day in coaching yourself. So all of those things that you do to produce that quality is is fantastic lessons um, for those people that are perhaps starting out. And absolutely, I think you should get a sponsor uh, you have a target market of hundreds of thousands of people that are interested in sports coaching and business coaching. You add enormous value through the work you do. So I look forward to hearing about what sponsor has actually snapped you up so that those, that, that it can reduce the work for you so you can do what you do best, which is 
interview outstanding guests. Yeah. I really wish that for you and I hope it happens very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, I always say if you don't put it out there, if you don't actually be brave enough to say your dreams and goals out loud, then it's never going to happen. So I'm all about action as well too, Natalie. So. Okay, fellow coaches, now seems like an opportune time to mention our sponsor, heyday.xyz. Now, if you're anything like me, you may find that paperwork, taking notes during your sessions and trying to stay on top of that, then follow-up emails with your clients can sometimes get in the way of doing what we love to do, which is, of course, coaching. I love being present with my clients. I love giving all of my attention to them during our Zoom sessions. And so what Heyday does, it's an AI tool that actually takes the notes for you, summarizes them into the most important points and the actionable items, helping you get more time back. So at the end of the session, you can easily and effortlessly send them over the notes. Not only that, it also summarizes your coaching conversations, providing you with unique social media posts. Again, I'm not sure if you're anything like me, sometimes you sit in front of your computer and think, oh my goodness, what am I going to post about? This actually provides real time and real content that is relevant to you and your coaching. So if you're ready to embrace the future of coaching efficiency, head over to heyday.xyz. That's heyday.xyz because your coaching sessions deserve an upgrade. Go and check it out. Now, let's just talk about some of those tic-tacs of the, of the podcast, if you will. Why is it important to actually have people rate and review the show? Oh, it means everything, uh, especially on Apple Podcasts, which is still the largest podcasting platform. That was a mouthful. Uh, and the the rating and the review pushes your show up into when someone types in coaching we want the coaching mm. podcast to feature uh, in the on someone's first page of of the screen, not the second page. So it is something for the last uh, this year. I've asked all my guests to do when if I'm going to interview you in in return. Do you mind giving the show a rating and a review? If if they obviously it has to be all, uh, authentic. If they like the show, if they listen to the show, then I do <laughs> I do want them to to do that, and I invite them to do that. And it just, it means a lot because it, 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 all that hard work I spoke about before, it's worthwhile when people rate and review and you can read their comment, you go, okay, this is worth it. This is, people are getting a lot out of this. And, uh, but definitely for pushing the podcast up in the rankings so more people can find it. Yes, absolutely. And it strikes me actually the link between, <laughs> maybe I'm making, I'm making a big link here, but but the link between podcasting and the the continuous effort you have to put in and the continuous effort you put into anything actually, like when you're on the tennis court or when you're slogging away in your business and, and you do perhaps wonder on the tennis court, is it worth it? You know, I just keep hitting those balls and hitting those balls and practising that shot and practising that shot. And then it all comes to fruition in one of the matches. And, and I feel that, that sense around what you're doing too, Emma. It can be a bit of a lonely business doing editing and podcasting uh, for the final product to be produced, which everyone enjoys. Mm. And 
and I think it's it's a tribute to you really about that consistency and that effort that you put in because forty thousand people have gone. Yes, this is this is worth listening to, <laughs> or one hundred and fifty times. So, one hundred and fifty episodes. So. There's, a, there's some sort of link for me there. Have you got, have, is that making sense to yeah. you? Yeah, what, what came up for me as you were saying that, Natalie, is that that's coaching. Mm. That is coaching. It's the resilience piece, which, of course, is practice 10 in our book. Being resilient, you're not sure whether you're actually making an impact and then all of a sudden I get a, a text from a coach called Mariana. Shout out to Mariana. She sends me a text, often says, loved what this coach said specifically around whatever it was. And I was like, oh, you just made my day. Someone listen to the podcast. But <laughs> yes, it is, it's yes. the effort always pays off. There's that, of course, that running joke that I'm an overnight success 30 years later. <laughs> yes, indeed. It, it's, the, indeed. it's the effort. It is the continuous reps of doing what, I'm doing and 150 is a milestone. And we were one of the first people to start because how else did we get the name, the coaching podcast? <laughs> so thank you so much again, Simon Blair, for securing the name and suggesting that we do this from the early days. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's, I love that, Natalie. It's, it's what coaching is. Yeah, indeed. And I think it's nice to celebrate that. And it's, again, as we've been talking about, nice to bring it to our awareness because it's probably something that we're all doing, everyone that's been in business or everyone that's been in coaching for a long time. And and I do love that you said, you know, somebody contacted you and said, I'm enjoying it because it's those moments that help you remember why you're doing this as well. Correct. Correct. Mm. So please well, I'm feel free. That, yeah. I was going to say, feel free to give us some feedback. And <laughs> oh, we need so, a flood of uh, reviews. Yes, yes. About, uh, yes, flood in the, uh, the positive messages of if you listen to the podcast, I'd just love to hear it and I'd love a, a shout out if one of the episodes uh, impacted you. Just let me know. I think now's the time to acknowledge that and reflect on that. And it's a great time of year also over the, over the, the, the um, festive season, shall we say, to listen to podcasts and to to give a shout out to let me know your favourite shows. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm thinking about the future too, and I am I'm sure that the coaching podcast is going to go on forever. But I am wondering now about season six. So, do you have a view about how season six, your next season, is going to be different? So, thank you for asking about season six. I am super excited to tweak things a little bit. And that is still to keep five structured questions and then to be able to go rogue again, be present and go with what the guest is uh, really wants to talk about. One of those questions as a sneak preview is going to be in the ever-evolving coaching landscape, what disruptive idea do you have that could impact the way we coach in 2030? So I just, wow. a, yeah, that's a little sample there of one of the questions. Of course, we're going to keep what makes a great coach. Hello. We're 100% keeping that question, keeping the data, uh, continuing to add to already on top of the 520 coaches that we had in our book. And then the first three questions are going to be a little bit tailored towards what the, who who I'm interviewing, but they will have a, a slight structure to them around um, a compelling story 
and around people's personal journey. And of course, the other one I love is what kinds of challenges are your coaches experiencing that would lead them to needing coaching? So what are the challenges people are facing? I know on your podcast, the Coaching Cafe podcast, Natalie, that you're always looking at current trends and what's happening. What are the real challenges for workplace coaches out there? And so I'll stay true to that. Uh, in terms of through that question to keep things current around sports coaching and business coaching so we can learn from each other, which has always been, you know, the premise of the show. So that's a little sneak preview into season six. And I am excited to continue its consistency every fortnight, as well as maybe a couple of coaching tips in between, depending on what's going on as well. So that's uh, what we're looking to towards for the next season I love it and I love the idea of disruption too because it really makes us think then about what the coaching landscape is going to be like in another 10 20 years and I think if we do that it pushes us actually it pushes us as coaches as learners as leaders to think about how do we need to grow and develop in order to meet those disruptive trends that might be coming down the pipeline in the next few years. So I definitely look forward to to listening to that part of each of the podcasts as well, yeah, as, well as well as the rest of it as well. Mm-hmm. And finally, I'm just wondering about your vision. We, we started out talking about just grabbing that dictaphone and interviewing anyone that you came across, you know. I mean, you did that at... at at all of the Grand Slam tournaments. You did that in your role as Australian Federation Cup leader uh, for the for the juniors. Uh, throughout your career, you've been leading in coaching and, and being behind the scenes uh, and you've had access to many, many great people. So we talked about the early days and where you started out. What I'm interested also maybe to, as a final question, what's the vision for, your, for the podcast moving forward, do you think? I'm going to put an outcome goal out there for my vision for the podcast. Thank you for pushing me on this question, Natalie Ashdown. I would expect nothing less from you. <laughs> Imagine being able to impact 100,000 listeners within 12 months. I wonder if we can get 60,000 within one year. Mm. And I wonder if people listening to this and the coaching podcast resonates with them if they could share it with a fellow coach and it doesn't matter what you're coaching sport business tennis and I am going to do that by really being conscious about the guests that I bring in I want to stay true to guests that aren't necessarily well known and as well as attract some bigger names on the podcast for comparative reasons. That's what it's all about. How do we compare what the guest is saying to what's happening for me? So the higher number of downloads, of course, that we get, the more likely we are to to get a sponsor and the more likely we are to grow coaching and improve in our coaching. Because as, as you know, Natalie, what I think makes a great coach is energy, empathy, and enjoyment. And the energy of the show My vision is to stay true to that because it energizes me to interview these and learn from great coaches around the world. And I want to do that with empathy. How can I walk in their shoes and see what they see? 
And how can I do that with enjoyment and just have a laugh and don't take myself too seriously. And by the way, also, it's okay if you make a mistake. I've made plenty on this podcast after highlighting all the things that people, you know, all the mistakes people make, including myself, and leaving it in because we're only human. We can only do the best job we can with the skills we have on today. And I'm going to put that out there as a vision. Thank you for pushing me on that. That was awesome. I enjoyed saying that. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, the numbers I'm thinking are the measurement and it's the metric, it's the scoreboard. And when you said 100,000 in a year, get to 100,000 in a year, I thought, of course you will. (laughs) Because of everything that you're doing and everything you're achieving. But it's more than the numbers. And I think what we want to acknowledge you for today, Emma, is the impact that you're making. Uh, And this is where I turn a bit emotional because you do make an impact. You've made 40,000 impacts. There's no doubt that you'll make many, many hundreds of thousands of more. And we all take lessons from you and we all learn from you and from your listeners. And for that, I'm really grateful. And so are 40,000 other people. So thank you for everything you do, for the quality that you bring, for the insights you bring, for the stretching that you give us every two weeks. You make us think, you make us stop, you make us you make us write down notes. <laughs> uh, and for all of those things that you do, for your energy, for your empathy, for everything that you bring, for bringing yourself, your true, authentic self, I want to say on behalf of all of your listeners, thank you. We are very grateful. Oh, Natalie, you warm my heart and you have been such a big sliding doors moment in my life. And the fact that I can now coach on a tennis court, in a sporting environment and in the workplace, you know, really was a huge part of impacting my life. And it is what the coaching podcast is about. I do believe you can coach for success in sport and business. We could learn from each other and you're right. The number is an outcome goal and the process is what I, the curiosity that just grows inside me every time I get to interview somebody and chat to amazing coaches like yourself. I'm so grateful to you, especially another shout out to Simon Blair, uh, the Open Door Coaching Group, uh, all our listeners, supporters, followers, it means so much and 150 is, is a milestone worth celebrating. So thanks to all of you for listening. And I always say thank you for making me a better coach, a better podcaster, and a better person through this process. So congratulations. Thank you, everyone, for listening. So don't miss out on this opportunity to revolutionize your coaching practice with Heyday. Visit heyday.xyz for your thought partner for coaching success. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating review on your podcast listening device. And don't forget to tell a fellow coach about the show. The ball is in your court to take action and enjoy your coaching.